Good morning, church. Good morning. There is certainly power in the blood. And thank God that we're able to remember Him and to speak of His name. God is good. And He's been so good to each one of us. Let's go to God in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, we come to You in prayer with with thanksgiving in our hearts. Thanking You for this blessed occasion and opportunity to worship You. Asking, O God, that You would direct us and bless us, that You would help us and guide us, that You would lead us and direct us and strengthen us, that You would help us to focus only on You this morning in our worship, to bring glory into Your name and honor, to remember Jesus, Your great Son, who died that we might live. For You are the awesome God, worthy of praise and we thank you it's in Jesus holy and precious name we pray it be thy will amen Isaiah 53 please it is great to see you here this morning both members and visitors alike we're thankful that you have decided to assemble to worship with us honoring God is is God worthy is Jesus worthy of, of our, our honor, our time? Is He worthy? Why are you here this morning? Because God is worthy to worship our God? Or are we just here this morning as we kind of go through the motions of, I just need to be here? So Isaiah 53, beginning in verse 7, The text tells us that he was oppressed and he was afflicted, and yet he did not open his mouth, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter. And I want to go back to this verse just again, just to get it for just a moment. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, and yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that is silent before it's sheer, so he did not open his mouth. Think with me for just a moment. Uh, maybe a time in your life. Maybe this happened. Maybe it's never happened to you. But a, a time when, when someone struck you and how that felt and, and what type of emotions went through your heart or through your mind. In that time when you were struck. And for some, maybe it was a, a fist fight or it was some, some altercation that wasn't, wasn't pleasant at all. In fact, any time that we're struck, it's never pleasant. I want to talk this morning about that just a little bit. About just simply being struck. Is God worthy of our praise this morning? And are we truly honoring God as He so deserves? Matthew chapter 26. Every first day of the week we come together, we partake of the Lord's Supper because God not only commanded it, but God says in uh, many passages that we do this in remembrance of Him. And so when we think about what Jesus went through for 
our suffering and our struggles, we, we realize that God is great and we honor Him because, because He's worthy. And we love Him. When He was in the garden, in verse 36 of Matthew 26, I want you to think about what this verse is saying to us. And then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here a while while I go over there to pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and distressed. And then he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved. Not just grieved, right? But it's, it's deeply grieved. Because something is about to happen that he's fully aware of. To the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And it kind of gives us an understanding when you think about his soul being deeply grieved, even to the point of death, why he comes with this human side of him and this frustration. And it says in verse 39, And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he came to his disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, So you men could not keep watch with me for one hour? Because see, his soul was deeply grieved even to the point of death, that he would be a silent lamb going to a slaughter. He wasn't going to his death. He was going to his slaughter. And he said, My father, if it be thy will, remove this cup from me, but, but not as I will, but rather as you will. And so what I want us to do for just, just a moment is think about the slaughter. And then we'll ask ourselves as we're going through this lesson, am I honoring God according to his due, his work? We jump all the way over to verse 57, before Caiaphas. There's this illegal trial that happens through the night. And I want to jump down to verse uh, 36. As they're trying to ask him the question, are you the son of God? But Jesus kept silent and the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God that you tell us whether you are the Christ, the son of God of God. And Jesus said to him, you have said it yourself. Nevertheless, I tell you, hereafter you shall see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand in power of the power and coming on the clouds in heaven. And the high priest tore his robe saying, he has blasphemed. What further need do we have of witness? Behold, you have now heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They answered and said, He's deserving of death. Isaiah likens it to a slaughter. And they spat on his face 
and they beat him with their fists. And others slapped him. So let's pause for a moment. So listen. Beating our Lord. Slapping in his face. You ever been struck? Am I honoring God? And they and they spat on him. It gets worse. We're, we're not even at the crucifixion. And they're beating him that night. And in chapter 27, in verse 25, he's standing before Pilate, and Pilate is warned that this, this man is innocent and, and to release him. And his wife comes to him in a dream, and Pilate tries to release Jesus in his own way, if you will. But then the people say, in verse 25, And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas for them. But after having Jesus scourged, he delivered him to be crucified. And the Jews had this, this, this understanding that, you know, if you're going to whip a man, you... It's 39 lashes. I mean, you don't, you don't go beyond 39. But this wasn't whipping a man. This was slaughtering a man. Because the scourge that had all kinds of bone and whatever else you can think of, sharp objects, and they, and they beat Jesus with that nearly, nearly to death. But he was to die on a cross, and so they couldn't beat him to death. But I want you to think about that. And I don't know how to make the sound of a, of a whip hitting the, the podium, but imagine being scourged and how long this took. How long? And what was Jesus doing? Like a lamb that's led to the slot. He did not open his mouth. He didn't fire back. He didn't cast insults. He was just thinking about you. And thinking about me. How much time do you have this morning to finish the scourging? How much time do you have? No less than 39 times. They intended for his death. And they scourged him. And they beat him. And they kept whipping him. And they kept whipping him. And they kept whipping him. We're not at the cross yet. And they kept whipping him. And they kept whipping him. And they kept whipping him. And then at some point we might say, Hey, that's enough. Stop it. That's our God. But there was no one to come to his rescue. No, not one. No, not one. And they laughed, and they mocked him, and they beat him, and they beat him 
How much time do you have for the scourging of Jesus this morning? Am I honoring God according to His due? And then they clothed Him. Put some kind of robe on Him. And the Bible says in verse 27, Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole Roman cohort around him. And so now these, these, these men surround Jesus and they yeah, they, they beat him, they scourged him and he's, and he's bloody and he's battered and his blood is clotting and adhering to the robe they put on him. And the Bible says they stripped him you ever, you ever pulled a bandage off of a sore as it adhered to your skin and the pain? That's just from the just from the bandage. But when it when it when it when your blood clots and it and it sticks to the bandage and they begin to peel that from you and the pain and they rip that, if you will, they pull that robe off of Jesus. Someone should have been there to say, that's enough. But there was no one. And it goes on to say, and after weaving a crown of thorns, they, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand and they kneeled down before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they, and they spat on him. And he just kept spitting. And then, they took the reed. And they began to beat him on the head. How much, how much time he had this morning for them to beat Jesus with a stick on his head? This morning the question is, am I honoring Jesus as he deserves? And after they had mocked him, they took his robe off and put his garments on him. Wait a minute. They did it again? As the blood clots and adheres to that robe, now they're going to tear it off of him again. Again? Someone should have said, Stop! That's enough! But there was no one. Jesus later echoed the words, Eloi, Eloi, Lama Sabachthani. My God, my God. Why has thou forsaken me? And now, battered and bloody. You can imagine the weakness at this moment. 
And that's why the verse 32 comes in when it talks about Simon of Cyrene, that they pressed him into service to help Jesus because he needed help. Am I honoring God this morning? If I had been there, would I have helped Jesus? How about you this morning? Why am I here this morning? Am I here to honor God? Am I here to say, thank you, God, for suffering? for me for dying for me oh and he's not at the cross yet we still haven't made it to the cross see it's not just the cross church brethren friends it's the whole picture and it's not just that he suffered physically for us. He suffered for his entire life as he watched the sinfulness of humanity and the dishonor from the Jews that came to God and the willingness to set aside God's law just to have what they wished and what they wanted. And that was the power, John 11 tells us this, They were more concerned about losing their power, the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, the scribes, than about the suffering Savior, the Messiah, who would die for us. When I think of worship, when you think of worship this morning, are you saying to yourself, I am here because God You've done so much for me. Starting with your own life. And then, and then coming to mine. Oh God, thank you. Thank you, God. My heart is with you. Or this morning, have I just come as a routine to sit in my pew talk to a couple brethren and friends and visitors and call it good. Well, this, this problem of honoring God, it's, it seems like it's been through the days of humanity. For whatever reason, in our minds, we struggle with honoring God first, even before self. So I'll introduce you to a passage that we'll look at, Lord willing, next week. It's in Malachi chapter 1 and the verse is 6. And there, Malachi, God's chosen messenger, instrument, says, 
A son honors his father and a servant his master. Then if I am a father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my respect? Says the Lord of hosts to you, O priest, who despise my name. But you say, how have we despised your name? Contextually, he's talking to the Jews, to the Hebrews, to the priests of that day. But I don't want us to miss that the message can clearly venture over into our lives as well. As 1 Peter 2 and verse 9 speaks of all of us as being priests. In fact, it says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Thank you, God. And as we wrap this thought up, Matthew 27, as we wrap this thought up, this morning in my relationship with God, verse 33 says, And when they had come to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they gave him wine to drink, mingled with gall, and after tasting it, he was unwilling. And when they had crucified him, and you know what you know what happens next? When they take him down to that place, as he carried that beam across his back, now comes the rest of the beatings before he dies, six hours later. You see, they have to stretch out one hand across and then drive the nails through his hands, his wrists, and through his feet. And then they catapult that, that cross up with him attached to it. And on the heart of Jesus is your name, my name, the name of the people that beat him, the people that drove the nails into his wrist, all the way backwards to Adam and all the way forwards to the last day when God comes. This morning, how much honor have I shown toward our God? This lesson is yours. This morning, if you are not a Christian, we invite you, as God invites you, to surrender to Jesus. To give your life to Him as He gave His life for you. 
You've heard his word. You've believed it. Times past, you've heard it and you've believed it. Today, be willing to repent. Have godly sorrow in your heart. Confess his name before man. Be baptized, immersed for the remission of your sins. And then walk with Jesus. Each of us, walk with Jesus until he calls us home. If you're struggling, we can pray for you or pray with you. If there's anything that we can do, please make it known while together we stand and sing our song of invitation. to Jesus I surrender all to him I freely give I will ever